Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And I'm Mark Hyde. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the new heaven and the new earth, Ooh. and will we recognize each other when that time comes? Are you ready for this conversation? I hope so. I'm curious what's going to happen, man. Right, I don't well, know. Well, let's go. Let's go. Our music, yeah. man. Yeah, me too. We always did the same hand motions. We're like, ding, 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 ding. It was funny. We were upstairs. All right. Okay. We were upstairs. I went upstairs, and I'm so like, I was down here chilling. I was, actually, I was on our Facebook group, <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Last one. She goes, you and Mark are so much like just what Janelle said. She goes, Mark just said, final one. Final <laughs> she one. She gets basically say the same thing. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a it's a marathon, man. It is a marathon. I mean, I mean think about it. We've done two episodes that are both over an hour, right. and then we talked about sister wives with your wife for, for an, hour. an hour. Yeah, it's like a four hour ordeal here. Like it's a long. Oh, and and of we talking. and um. So I I bought I I had a black hoodie. We so patched I, it. I I bought like a little vinyl. It didn't work because I just tried my iron at home because I was sick. I didn't have, have patience. And then I was like, "Hey, folks, we got we got we got a uh, what are those things called? Heat right? press. You have a heat press at your house, right?" He goes, "Yeah." So we we had to make shift a patch to cover it the looks junkie, good, though. and then we put a leather patch over that I had made on Etsy, and it looked good. So we've done a lot of stuff tonight. We've been busy. We've been busy. We're at four hours of Mark and Fuller time right now, just hanging out, and we're probably going to be another close to an hour this time because <sighs> we're just talking. You know, guys. Last episode before I start, I'm like, all right, man. These two episodes, are they going to go long? I don't know. We're going to find out. Because like, the last one, I had no notes besides a bunch of Bible verses. Last week, you're like, yeah, this one should be like max 40 minutes max long. Four, I'm like, I don't see going over 40. And you're like, yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, we were like an hour We don't know minutes. how to go under an hour, man. <laughs> we used to be really good about 45, 45 minutes. 45 minutes, man. In and out. And then, but you know what it was? It was our... It's our, our banter. banter, our banter, because before we'd like just jump right into the conversation and then and now we were boring and we didn't have like energy, energy in our voices. Yeah. Like, now we, we do. We do like anywhere from 10 to 25 <laughs> minutes of banter. Well, and intro, but we want people to hang out with us. You know, I would love to we're see real. RTC. If you have any connection with the local radio station, we would love to get RTC on the local airwaves. That'd be pretty uh, dope. Well, we'd probably have to straighten up some of our talking and lingo a little bit. And That's it a, little nah. It is what it is, bro. It is what it is. But, yeah, that you know, <laughs> but but we love how much you guys say, you know what? It feels like I got two friends hanging out with me while I listen to the podcast. Because that's the goal. Yeah. You know, I got different podcasts I listen to. Some just jump into the content. Some is more like friendly in nature and conversational and whatnot. There's so many different types of shows out there, man. But it's the fact of we enjoy hanging out together. We enjoy hanging out with you. We love hearing yeah. from you. And we, we like this. I don't know. Just This is our thing, man. Yeah. We're just, and we're two dudes in a basement just two chilling dudes in and a basement Just chilling and chatting. Because it's conversations. And normally we're chilling drinking. Chilling and chatting with, chilling Chris and and chatting. with Chris and Mark. And normally we got coffee. <laughs> but since it's already like 10 o'clock at night and I'm not getting home until like 1130, um, well, maybe we might be able to keep this under an hour. Maybe I'm just drinking water, baby. I got no coffee. F- I water with the Ooh, flavor. Oh, I got a question for the banter. All right, go for it. Let's okay, hear it. Uh, wait, wait, put that back on camera. On our screen, that looks green. Ooh, it does. It looks like you're drinking Grinch water. <laughs> you're on a mean one, Mister Grinch. <laughs> you really are a heel. Have Sorry. we hit bingo yet? 
There it is. That way, because it's that four was, minutes. That was a it's double. Been four minutes. That was singing a song and doing a vocal impression. And I just said it's been four minutes long. Yeah, that's I haven't right. talked about meatloaf yet. Bingo. Either. Oh, there's the four. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> at, the end of, at the end of the day, we are all about bingo. Man, people were talking about inside jokes on our Facebook group the other so day. And many. it's just like, yeah, if you was with us since the beginning, you get it. We don't do inside jokes unless I it's been on the podcast. Janiel goes, you know, you guys reference people a lot and other people don't know what the heck you're talking about. I'm like, yeah, you're true. That's right. So you get newbies and they're like, what the heck? And they probably skip on. Like we talk about DJ Mace. Like people that have no idea so what we're talking about. We, maybe we should. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? Anyways, we so what's your question? Is. Let's get, let's get okay, into this. So let's roll. Okay, so in the Facebook group asked okay. about maybe a week or two ago. Okay. He said, what are your top three favorite coffees? I answered, but I don't know if you answered. Hmm. I, I would have to say. What are your three? No, okay. I would say, have to say El Salvador. No, uh, no, 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 no. What are your three favorite? Like, like, like for me. Like I was like I okay I did my three favorite coffee shops okay. not my three favorite like uh, origins but I or uh, or regions or okay, whatever but I don't drink coffee shops so my, so I did like I did like Wills I did Zen and I did yes. like, I have Indiana favorites I don't have that type of money like you bougie Target people so all I got is is the stuff I roast so it's gonna be. <sighs> Although I do like La Colomba, but I only get that Ooh, for like Christmas. So that's some good stuff right there. So some good stuff. you know, uh, I would say, uh, okay, I'll give you the three that I can think of. Okay, you three you can think of. Then I'll change All the right, question. So, so, so La Colomba. Okay, I'll say La Colomba. I'll say Funny Farm. What? Uh, that's that place down in Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Oh, oh, oh! When you went the to the farm. when you went to um, yeah. Creation Museum, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. okay. So Funny Farm. And then I would probably have to say uh, Onyx. There's my oh. three. <laughs> Onyx is so good. The only time I've ever Onyx drank is Onyx so is when you, you had it. So it's, it's too so expensive good. for me. But Dude, it's I went and visited Associate in his office a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, bruh. I'm like, I'm, 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 like, I'm bringing coffee. We ain't drinking that crap you got at the church. We, I'm bringing my coffee. And I intentionally saved Onyx for him because he's from Arkansas. So I'm right. like, it's from yeah. Arkansas. We got to do it. So I got, yeah, right now I have Onyx at home. I have Mahalo at home. I got Electric Brew at home. Um, yeah. Some Barney's. I got some Watertown. It's been, it, dude, Christmas is good to me during coffee season. You're like, okay, so you're you're starting to get into the coffee bougie a little bit. Yeah. Um, you went from Caribou. Thank goodness you're off of that. Who? From, <laughs> oh, no. Dude, I still got a soft spot in my heart for Caribou. That's why I said you're just. You're, I still will always forever you, have a soft spot are, for Caribou. You are a, 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 a coffee bougie on a goodwill budget nah i'm more than that yeah you know because you got terrible like you still drink caribou that's that's yeah i I, I enjoy some caribou it's the guilty pleasure coffee you know (laughs) um who was who was asking me the other day they were like it may have been Devin. i don't know because some of the stuff he goes so when are you gonna get back into your espresso because i used to have that espresso maker i used to make lattes all the time remember for small groups i'd whip one up um, and then Taylor Axelberg um, wasn't able to sleep through the night, so I had to make him decaf once. But because <laughs> he's like, "Bry, I ain't sleeping after you make me one." Um, so I haven't gotten back into espresso yet. But at some point, I told Beth, "I'm like, I got room in my coffee cart. Some point, we're gonna get back into making my own espresso again, doing espresso drinks." So here's a different question about coffee right, for you. L- right? Last question. Let's so roll. We're in. not drinking it, so we gotta talk about it. So if you had to go to a coffee shop and order, whether Starbucks or any coffee shop. What are your three orders? Three different types of okay. things. Dude, walk into a... Uh, it would depend on the coffee shop. Okay, so let's start with... If you, what's your Starbucks order? If I say, all right, bro, we're going to Starbucks. All right, if we're going to Starbucks, what I got to have getting? a lot, a lot of sugar because... <laughs> Charbucks. So I'm probably getting a white chocolate mocha. I'm getting a caramel, caramel ribbon crunch or 
that's probably it. Those are probably mm. the only two drinks that I would I'm drink. doing their caramel macchiato. It's just char bucks and I can't stand it. Lot like, of sugar. So so Black Friday, right? Janelle and I go out and I'm like, I'm on this diet, so I can't drink a lot of those sugary drinks. So we go to she wanted to go to Starbucks. We go to Starbucks and I go, all right. Give it a little cheat day? I said, nope. I said, give me a black coffee. And oh, it, their black coffee's awful. It was undrinkable. I'm like, this is, t- I, now, I, I drank like that much and I'm up with no sleep that much. And I'm like, you know what? I ain't I, worth it. I'd rather pass out and die Man, than drink this junk. I ruined Beth because when we went down to Riley's uh, Children's Hospital for the final appointment before we go down for all the things. Right. Um, at the hospital. Oh, no. Water burp on that one. Um, at, at the hotel, we got coffee because whatever. And like, neither one of us finished it. And I'm like, I ruined you because she would have drank that in a heartbeat before because it was just caffeine. She goes, I'm not wasting my caffeine and take on this. So she dumped it and we went and got something a little better later. I ruined you, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but at a normal coffee shop, like we go on a coffee shop, like South Bend Chocolate or Zen or, or Refinery, whatever. If I would say like, what, what, what are, like, what would you order at a nicer place? Mm. I, I generally always order just coffee. So when I go to those places. if, I if I'm at a really good coffee place, right? I get coffee. That had, I like it. a micro roastery, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, good coffee. Mm-hmm. I will probably do just black coffee. See, I do that, but I like a, a simple syrup in mine. Here's the thing: if it's if it's if they're good, it's you good. should be able to drink black coffee. If they're not, then you have to flavor it with something. Yep, that's what that's what distinguishes good coffee from bad coffee. See, I still like simple syrup, even at the good coffee shop. No, simple I syrup, don't, and because then splash a half and th- half. Then you ruin the flavor profile because you cannot fully taste the flavor profile. Unless it's black. Oh, I agree, but I'm I'm okay ruining this it. This is yeah. See that then then you see that's why I'm saying you ain't you goodwill bougie. You ain't but full see, bougie but then yet, I also okay? but, 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 but I also love vanilla latte to those places because generally they make their own vanilla too. So so you goodwill bougie bud. You, I'm just sorry. You, until you get into the like you're doing the cupping notes and all that, you just goodwill bougie. You got hair in your chest. I don't. Uh, I'm that's sh- proof. I'm straight up like bougie bougie on the coffee. Yeah, you is. But dude, a mean vanilla I'm latte like, with I'm like, actual homemade vanilla. Oh. I'm like hipster man bun bougie on the coffee. Now, have you ever done a cortada? That's one I haven't quite done yet. No. It's like half espresso, half equal parts milk. No, usually I do. If I'm going to do espresso, it's straight espresso. Really? That's yeah, I, I, espresso. I love Americanos. Yeah, espresso see, with the water you, diluted. Again, I like good coffee that I don't need to flavor it with anything. If I have to flavor it, it's not good coffee. So if I'm going to do a an espresso, it's going to be with good coffee. I can drink it straight. Jim is going to back you up in the Facebook group on this I'm one. I'm just saying. Like, Jim is going to back you up. Is. Anyways, let's let's move on here since Get to uh, the we're at the 11, 11 minute mark here because of your questions. Hey, it's better than 20 like we're used to. <laughs> All right. So just like always, guys, we always read every single um, Apple podcast review because Apple podcast is really the only place that lets you leave a well, rating and, and YouTube. review. And if they're good yeah, on YouTube, does, like, we'll read some of those. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of Facebook reviews we haven't read. Yeah. Hey, dude, seriously. On our Facebook page, you can recommend us and give us five stars for our Facebook page. Do that. Helps us grow the podcast as well. Yeah. But this review was left on Apple Podcasts back on August 28th. We're still playing catch up from Beatboxer71. I got questions. Beatboxer71. I got to know. Can you actually beatbox? Can you beatbox? And are you 71? And prove it. <laughs> prove it. Wow, okay. But Anyways. recently, it says, I've recently stopped being a quote-unquote fake Christian. It is really hard, and at times I felt like I was, uh, I felt like giving up, mm. and times I had questions that make me question everything. Mm. I have come to the realization that being a Christian is harder than not being one. It's true. I've had a pretty hard year. Listening to your podcast has been a true blessing. 
Um, I'm still very young in the faith, but I'm ready to grow and let God take me down the path he has for me. Mm. Thank you for bringing God's message to everyone that listens to you in a clear and precise answers. They're not always precise, but we, we pray we, they're clear. We, we, we hope that you they're understand. They're an hour-long precise. <laughs> put it that way. We, we're roundabout precise. <laughs> but, man, Beatbox 71, dude, send us an email at podcast.com yeah, so we can get you a mini swag bag in the mail, yeah, man. I can. Gr- and thanks for the uh, review. I, I, did I just assume a gender against Sabrina? There you go. I'm, I'm, going, I'm giving you bingo tonight, girl. Easy. Well, see, I, I just took it as you were referring to man like the King James man where it meant to man. No, no. I assumed again. <laughs> Dang it. I assumed again. All right. So we're going to dive into this conversation. Yeah, so, so where did where the idea for this conversation even come so up, So this, this conversation came up actually from conversations Janelle and I have been having. Really? Okay. Uh, and she asked a question. She goes, I got a good topic for you. And I go, okay. And she goes, her topics are scary sometimes. Uh, they are scary. And <laughs> she scares me with her because she's like deep. Beth too. She wants like deep theological like, okay, I get that this is the practical and it probably doesn't matter, but I want to know this. And she wants to know the un- unknown things like like her one question. Okay, I want you to answer this question. What's the scroll that got eaten in Re- Revelation? Oh, and man, it's like, right? oh my. It's like, Janine, we can't answer that one. What do you want me to do with that? I, I'm not I'm not God. I and can't then, answer those. And then all the best questions are regarding like Old Testament and, I know. and race and so, anyways, genocide. And it's like, oh, geez, girl. Those are easier to answer than answers that aren't in the Bible, though. <laughs> like, I can semi-answer those. I can't answer who, what, what was all written on the scroll that was eaten? So in other words, Janiel, stop being smarter than us, please. Like, thank you. Th- did Adam have a belly button? Who knows? Nope. I don't think he did. <laughs> I, don't I don't think he did. I don't know. You only get belly button from the umbilical cord, unless he was hooked up to you but, know something like the Matrix or the Avatar. Uh, who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Which I know. I still need to see Avatar too. I'm really excited about it. Anyways, continue. So that conversation <laughs> started, and so I was like, okay, so I'm starting to think through and do a little reading, and you know, you know, reading reading some scripture and then reading my commentaries. Then the other day we're in church, Sunday church. And for some reason she got off on a tangent reading and she ended up in Isaiah and she's all like, wait a second. I got another question. Wait, 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 wait. During the sermon, during the sermon, she got off on a tangent. She goes, I don't remember why, but she's apparently someone wasn't listening to pastor Scott. No, no, Scott said something and she made her think of something. She was going back through something that I said for fulfillment in scripture of Christ. And so she was going back, trying to remember what scripture I had said it from Isaiah I said Isaiah 53. She thought it was 65. And so she ended up in 65, which drew another question. <laughs> okay. So the other question, we're going to try to answer both questions in this one series and kind of break it down. So what were her questions? So her first question was, will we recognize each other in the new heaven and the new earth? Which is a very genial question to ask. Very, 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 very genial question the to ask. The second one, when she was reading Isaiah, and you're going to find out why, is, is there death in the new heaven and the new earth? And you're going to see why. So Isaiah 65, 17 through 25 says, For I will create a new heavens and a new earth. The past, this is God speaking through Isaiah, the past events will not be remembered or come to mind. Then be glad and rejoice forever in what I'm creating. For I will create Jerusalem to be a joy and its people to be a delight. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. The sound of weeping and crying will no longer be in her. In her. No it, longer be heard. No longer be heard. Sorry. That, thank you. I got you. I got you, big boy. In her, I got you. a nursing infant will no longer live only a few days or an old man not live out his days. Indeed, the one who dies at 100 years old will be mourned as a young man, and the one who, who misses a 100 years will be considered cursed. Isn't that interesting? 
Uh, wait. wait. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. Ah, <laughs> crap. I'm not ready for this conversation. People will build houses and live in them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not build or uh, they will not build and others live in them. They will not plant and others eat. For my people's lives will be like the lifetime of a tree. My chosen ones will fully enjoy the work of their hands. They will not labor without success or bear children or bear children destined for disaster, for they will be a people blessed by the Lord along with their descendants. Even before they call, I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will feed together, and the lion will eat straw like cattle. But the serpent's food will be dust. They will not do what is evil or destroy on my entire holy mountain, says the Lord. I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> oh, I was just telling so, Beth the other day, I'm like, man, I haven't read I haven't read Isaiah since like Bible college because I had to. I didn't even right. read it, all of it. I only read sections of it. So she she in the sermon, after the sermon, we're driving home and she drops this bombshell Jeez. on me. And I'm like You're just trying to go for a nap. I'm like, holy You just want a nap and you did Janiel, girl, she's you like, mean. She's like, I don't girl, understand. You mean. She goes, How can she said I I, I thought there was no death? And, and I'm like... Because there's, there'll be no more crying, no more oh. weeping and gnashing of teeth. Oh, man. And, and, but if you only live to be 100, you're considered to be cursed and die. You know what I'm saying? You're a young man, right? So, all right. Parallel passage, right? That was I don't know what to do with this, boss. We're going to lead into it. I wanted to read these scriptures because it's like setting it up. So, Revelation 21, wow. 1 through 8. Okay. All right? Wow. So, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth of... Uh, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. Then I heard a loud voice from the throne, Look, God's dwelling is with humanity, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and will be their God. Kind of sounds like... I'm speaking to Abraham. Right, 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 yep. Uh, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death will be no more. Grief, crying, and pain will be no more because the previous things have passed away. Then the one seated on the throne said, look, I am making everything new. He also said, right, because these words are faithful and true. Then he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will freely give to the thirsty from the spring of, of water of life. The one who conquers will inherit these things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. But the cowards, faithless, detestable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, they uh, their share will be the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. So... Isaiah 65 is saying, hey, there's going to be right. death. This is very, and very Revelation 21 says, no, there's not going to be any death. So what is it? Because we know, all right, our, our thinking can be flawed, but the Bible doesn't contradict itself. God is not a God of contradiction. So what is it? I'm confuddled. Well, before we get into that, we got to talk about what is the new heaven and the new earth, because we may have people that don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the new heavens and the new earth refers to a state of creation after Jesus's return and final judgment. It is also referred to as the new creation, and both of these terms terms communicate that Christ's work renews and restores creation at His second coming. That comes from the Gospel Coalition. Uh, so the new heaven and the new earth take place after the great white judgment throne of God in Revelations twenty eleven through fifteen, which says, "Then I saw a great white throne and one seated on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence, and no place was found for them. I also saw the dead, the great and the small, standing before the throne, and the books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life, and the dead were ju judged according to their works." 
by the, what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead uh, that were in it, and death and Hades, Hades gave up, the place yeah, of the dead. Remember yeah, two weeks yeah, ago, gave up their dead that was in them. Each one was judged according to their works. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone whose name was not written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. So the new heaven and the new earth, that was the end of chapter 20 mm-hmm. of Revelation. Mm-hmm. If it's in chronolo- if Revelation is in chronological order, which there's, I believe it is. I believe there's it's, it's already not yet. There's there's things that are going well, the on. The beginning right? of twenty one says then I saw then right. That's the big thing. So it's a it's tying so the two all passages. this crap happened and, and then, then the new heaven and the new earth come down from heaven or the new yeah new heaven and earth. Then I saw new heaven and new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. So so we see the end of twenty. Leading right into 21 says then, right? That's the tying word that ties them together. But but when you look at Isaiah, Isaiah begins with, I will create a new heaven and a new earth. Right. So if we take it from Revelation, where it talks about the fact of all this crap's going to happen, they're going to be judged, be thrown like a fire. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. There's sure. no more weeping, gnashing of teeth. There is no more death, no more sorrow, no more pain. But we were one with God and God was with us. But then also in Isaiah, it's the fact of, nah, I, there's a new heaven and a new earth. But if you die before 100, that sucks to suck. But if you live to be longer than 100, <laughs> sucks to like, suck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a way to put it. <laughs> I mean, right. that's what I pick. I mean, I, that's, that's, if that's what it's putting down. That's what I'm picking up. So like, we're going to get into the two schools of thought here. And I, te- I tend to lean more towards the first school of thought here. Okay. Right? So we're going to talk about death. I got I to answer Janiel's question because. So I, I feel know like this conversation, we might need to rename the title because I'm like, this is more about what we recognize each other. This is like the new heaven and new well, earth. That's why is there I, death and is there. That's why know? I put in the title as uh, the new heaven and the new earth. Will we recognize each other? Right. <laughs> like it's kind of a tie of both. But so is there death in the new heaven and new earth? Right. So Isaiah 65 and Revelation 21 seem to contradict each other. Mm-hmm. There's two different schools of thought about these two passages. All right. I tend to be more towards number one i read a lot of commentaries okay and and typically most people fell in one camp or the other so part of isaiah 65 is speaking about the time during the millennial reign in which there will be long life but death will be done away with satan will be bound for a thousand years but but death will not be done away with you forgot i'm sorry yes yeah i missed i wrote that wrong sorry uh so death will not be done away with satan will be bound for a thousand years and released for a short time uh, if Revelations is in chronological order. So Revelations 20, 1 through 3, right? This is previous to, to that, right? Mm-hmm. It says, Then I saw an angel come down from heaven holding the key to the abyss and a great chain in his hand. He seized the dragon and the ancient serpent who was the devil and Satan and bound him for a thousand years. He threw him into the abyss, closed it, and put a seal on it so that he would no longer deceive the nation until a thousand years were complete. After that, he must be released for a short time. So... Talking about number one, most of, most of the scholars that I follow and I trust believe that Isaiah sixty five is more referring to it's it's referring to the whole thing, right? It's referring to um, the, what's going to happen in the new heaven and the new earth, but the millennial reign at the same time, and that Isaiah wasn't distinguishing 
the two differences between the millennial reign. And right. Cause you read with the millennial reign is the fact of, and it continues on in revelation 20 when the serpent or the, the, the dragon is released, right. he gathers those who, although Jesus is actively reigning on his throne, right. there are still people that went against Jesus exactly. and he gathers them. And then that's the, the battle of Armageddon is what we, what we know it as. Right. And then in one foul sweep, Jesus goes, right. And then, and then if you look then, then after that, that's then. when we get at to the end of chapter 20, right. which is the great white judgment seat of God, yep. where all the judgment, Hades and death are done away with, thrown into the lake of fire. And then... And the judgment happens. And then... The new Jerusalem and new are the new heaven and new earth come down, right? Right, and and I would so, and I would see okay. So going into the end time views of the tribulation, the rapture, millennium, and all that. If you're a uh, either pre trip or post trip, doesn't matter, or right, right, you know mid trip, right. whatever. I'm, try, I'm trying to stay out of the eschatology right. as far as that. I'm gonna jump so. into it, but so with with the millennial reign, if you are a pre mill, that means you believe there will be a literal thousand year reign on earth of Jesus, which sure. I know a lot of people are. That this view would make sense, but if you're a post mill, which means we're currently in that thousand year reign, sure. Well, but you know, it's it's a metaphor for a thousand year reign, I guess. Um, this wouldn't make sense. Or if you're on mill, which it's like, no, I mean, it's really just basically describing the fact that Jesus gonna kick some butt. Like, so that that doesn't yeah. make sense if that's that if that's what your viewpoint is. So that's why I, I'm I'm bringing out two yeah. different v- viewpoints here. Right. So part one is the fact of dear, if you believe in the literal millennial thousand year reign. And I'm not saying I do or don't. I mean, well, that's right why now, I said okay. I so you, I do. So you know where I'm at, right? So I I'm. I'm pre-mill. That's me, right? I mean, and I mean, if if you would pin me, I'd say post-trib pre-mill. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a already not yet pre-mill. That's what I am. Yep. So I, I believe that there is going to be a reign that that I see right now. I think that Satan, the great dragon, will be tied away with. Yeah, he my mind just can't my, I just can't wrap my mind around it. So yeah, it's so, wild. so I mean, to me that it, it, it's to me it's pretty clear, right? And mm-hmm. and I get I've, I've we've done the whole story. I don't, I don't want to dive too much into that. But all right, so the second view is that Isaiah is speaking metaphorically and is only trying to help people see the longevity without sin. He is uh, showing that premature death comes from sin and that if if it weren't for sin, then longevity of life would be the norm. Hence why he makes the statement that 100 years old is like a young man. So uh, both and both passages say that there will be no more mourning, weeping or pain. Um, so that can be seen in both passages. So I didn't want to dive too much into that. Right. Now, so we're the thing about that's the, weird is Isaiah says the sound of weeping and crying will no longer be heard in her, referring to the city. But if there's no more weeping or crying, but then there's something about people dying, that seems kind of odd. Right. Doesn't it? So that's why there's some people that believe. And this is more like the, the uh, post-mill, ah-mill viewpoint is it's just a metaphorical of like this is what a life without sin would look like. This is what Isaiah is referring to. It's not talking literally. It's metaphorically. So mm-hmm. I tend to lean more towards the first school of thought, right? And and there's other one-offs here. I'm not going to have that opinion because I don't, I'm, I mean, my yeah, goodness. So, so again, this is, this is speculation, right? <laughs> it's a lot of speculation because uh, in the end, we won't know until the end, right? And that's, that's just, that's just the thing. But that's the fun part about studying eschatology is that it's just like, it's fun. But brothers shouldn't separate over eschatology because none of us really know. I agree. So, uh, so that's kind of where I, I'm going to leave death, right? So we see in, in Isaiah 65, we'll, we'll, let's recap that. So Isaiah 65 says, that, hey, there's, it, it's, it sounds like there's going to be death, right? It sounds like uh, 100 years uh, old will be, mourned as a, will be mourned as a young man, but how can it be mourned 
if you just said during the millennial reign that there's not going to be any weeping or crying will no longer be heard in her That's in, in the new Jerusalem, right? So if they're in the new Jerusalem, then there wouldn't be mourning of a young man or of a hundred year old being considered a young man. Right? So that's where I kind of, again, t- tend to lean towards that first point of view of, uh, I think there's some talk of uh, there, there's possibly in Isaiah 65, they're in the millennial reign for the part of it. And then, and then the new Jerusalem comes down. That's just, because it doesn't say, it says, for I will create a new heavens and a new earth. But we know with that, he's going to create the new Jerusalem. But in her, the sound of weeping and crying will no longer be heard in her, right? Mm-hmm. In her, a nursing infant will no longer live only a few days or an old man not live out his days. So, I, I, you know, indeed, the one who dies at 100 years old will be mourned as a young man. And the one who misses a 100 years will be considered cursed. Uh, Oof. I don't know, man. I, I keep reading this going on. It's a lot, right? So, uh, but to me, Revelation seems like a pretty good clip chronological, right? Mm-hmm. Satan's bound. Satan's released. Armageddon happens. The judgment seat of Christ. New heaven, new earth come down. No more death. No more no more uh, crying, mourning, any of that, right? Uh, so uh, so what do we do with that? Yeah, I'm speculating that, that, that that's what it is, right? That's That's my... That's my feeling on it. Hmm. That's how I lean. So, what else? I got no opinions right now. <laughs> this is one of those conversations where it's like we're gonna probably. I'm leave. the listener. I got. I don't we're know. Probably what's gonna, I'm probably gonna leave everybody with more questions than answers. I got questions now, man. So, will we remember things from Shoot. this earth? Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's we're gonna roll into that a little bit. I, I can't go any further with the death thing, right? I pulled out the two passages. It is. What it I told is. you my opinion. What I lean towards more. Uh, which seems to be a lot of the scholars that I trust, and that's where I'm going to leave it. <laughs> and I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. I don't know. So uh, John Piper has this to say about remembering things on earth. Um, so he's referring, we're talking about, uh, oh, man, I didn't write the scripture down. But I think it was I think it was Isaiah. It's back 65. in Isaiah. Yeah, yeah, back in Isaiah. So uh, it says uh, it says, I'll create new heaven and new earth. The past events will not be remembered or come to mind. Right. So uh he says, no, this verse does not mean that there are no memories at all in heaven and in the age to come for two reasons. One, notice the parallel between former things in verse 17 and formal troubles in verse 16. Verse 16 says, he who blessed himself in the land shall bless himself by the God of truth. And he who takes an oath in the land shall swear by the God of truth because the former troubles are forgotten and are hidden from my eyes. The close parallel between former troubles in verse 16 and former things in verse 17 make me think that former things does not mean all things, but things that if we remember them would be trouble or would be trouble us. I'm sorry. If we remember them would trouble us. It's like the bad things, the guilt, the shame, right. the, 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 right. the sin. And we will not be troubled in the age to come. He will wipe away all tears from our eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall be there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. Revelation 21.4. So, number two, the book of Revelation says that in heaven we will sing the song of the Lamb of Moses. This is Revelation 15.3, which is a song about past history. So, if we are going to sing about the great works of God in history, we can't forget them. But here's the catch. The crucifixion of the lamb was one of the troubles of the world. It was horrific. So it seems to be in the class of things that should be remembered no more. Uh, it was so full of pain. So my conclusion is, what this is John Piper again. His conclusion is, what we will forget 
And what we will remember is not a simple class of good and bad. Rather, we will forget and remember things in in accord with what will maximize our enjoyment of God. If remembering something enhances our worship, we will remember it. If it would hinder our worship, we will forget it. Now, that's that's John Piper. Right, and, and Piper is a Christian hedonist, which basically means all things are done to the glory of God. Right. And so if 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 man's chief end is to know God and glorify him for forever, and we're with God for forever, why would we have things that draw our attention away from that? Like I think right. that's kind of where, where Piper's well, going with that. Yeah, so right? I'll, I'll give my thoughts after this. I'm going to read on one more quick article from God, our friends at Got Questions. Org, and this is what they have to say on the subject. Okay. They say, the fact that the former things will not come to mind does not mean that our memories will be wiped clean. The prophecy could be suggesting uh, the wondrous quality of our new environment. The new earth will be so spectacular, so mind-blowing, that everyone will quite forget the drudgery and sin of the current earth. A child who is scared of the shadows in his room at night completely forgets his nocturnal fear of the day on the, the next day on the playground. That's true. It's not the memories that uh, it's not the memories have been wiped out. Only that in the sunshine they don't come to mind. Later on, they go to tell the story of Lazarus and the rich man, Luke sixteen nineteen through thirty one, and further proof that uh, that uh, I'm sorry is further uh, that that scripture is further proof that the dead remember their earthly lives. The rich man is in Hades. Ask Abraham to send Lazarus back to the earth to warn the rich man's brother of the fate awaiting the unrighteous. Verses twenty seven and twenty eight. The rich man obviously remembers his relatives. He also remembers his own life of self-serving and sinful comfort. Verse 25. The memories of the rich man in Sheol become part of his misery. The story does not mention whether or not Lazarus has memories, but Abraham has definite knowledge of goings-on on earth. Verse 25. It's not until we reach the eternal state that righteous uh, that the righteous will leave all sorrow behind. So that was from gotquestions.org. Now, on this matter, I would tend to agree with that, right? I would tend to agree that uh, exactly what they said in the, in the aspect of uh, there's such goodness going on. I don't think we're going to forget what happened here. Otherwise, what was the purpose of being here, right? Right now we're learning how to have that relationship with God. That's our ultimate purpose, right? It's not, Mm -hmm. it's to love God and to love others. And that's, it's almost like a training ground. And I'm not saying that thus saith the Lord on that, but I'm saying to me, it well, seems God like it's created, a training. But right? God also created a perfect earth, and then he placed man on earth to enjoy, enjoy his fellowship with right. him and to right. take part of the earth. So like us being here on earth is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing, and we're a pleasure to God, right? That's what we are. Mm-hmm. We are a pleasure. Now, does God need us? No, he doesn't need us, but he nope. enjoys us. And so... And that's we're not here just mindlessly wandering around. What was me? We're in sin and we got to be saved. Worship me. God's not like, Oh, you have, you know, this is the only reason why I create, I mean, you know, I created you to be sinful creatures. And so, and now look at me, I'm the hero. He doesn't think the same way we do on that. So there, there is some enjoyment. There is that relationship. If, if he wasn't concerned about a relationship and, and having that relationship with us here on earth, he wouldn't have sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins to restore that relationship and fellowship And see, with him. and this is where even my theological training brain, like it turns to mush because I'm sitting here thinking about this. It's like, it's hard. Like, like this is where I'm, I'm being frank. This is where Christianity can get a little weird. And when we think about it, like it makes sense what we're supposed to do right here, right now. We're in the weeds, and, man. And we know exactly, like, like it makes sense because we're here. It doesn't make sense because it's that's there. Like, 
we know that Jesus stepped out of heaven to redeem mankind. We sure. understand what that means. We understand what it means to have a right relationship with God again. There are pleasures here on earth that we are allowed to enjoy, and there's consequences for that. But understanding what's on the other side of eternity, I mean, I don't think we were created to grasp that. Right. Well, you know? I mean, we could see we what were, we can see. We but... were given snippets of it, right? And now after that, now we just kind of, this is a, one of those, again, this is like, uh, this is like the episode we had a couple of weeks ago about um, the Jesus end or hell, right? There, yeah. We get like a glimpse, but not the full picture. And so we start to speculate of oh, what could this mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the day, there's bingo. Hey. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, though, we can really only take what the scripture has and say, this is our baseline. And everything else is speculation passes. This is what Isaiah 65 says. This is what Revelation um, 21 says. This is this is what uh, Luke 16 says, and and so on and so forth. Uh, right, but, but I but think it does okay, show. It does show. Uh, I think there are several things that we see, right? That that say that yeah, we we probably will remember some things from this life. In in the in the life to come, the eternal life, right? right. And I think where I struggle, this is this is just personal struggle for me. I know some people do not have this struggle, but I'm one where it's like unless I know where the end destination is and all the steps to get there, I don't want to start the I don't want to start the journey. It's almost mm. like like if we're going to Indianapolis, right? Sure. Oh uh, no, 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 even better. I know my way to Indianapolis. Um, let's say we're going to Florida, right? Sure. I'm not going to actually put the car in drive until I know exactly where I'm going. Mm. Some people are like, no, as long as I'm going south and southeast, I, I mean, I kind of know the main road, so we'll just figure it out from there. I'm like, oh, heck no. Like, I need to know every turn. I need right. to know what was coming up. Where's, quest. Where's, <laughs> where's Chick-fil-A along the journey? Like, I need to know these things. Or sure. else I am, And Beth, Beth has learned this. If I don't know the whole steps of the journey, I get very stressed. So, sure. like when we went to Indianapolis well, I, and I, I didn't know a thing, but she planned the whole trip. Oh, right. it was the best thing ever because I knew I knew there was stuff coming next that I didn't have to worry about. But honestly, I think that's how like Janiel is. Janiel's a, a planner, right? So mm-hmm. she doesn't like not knowing the unknown. Yeah, no, Janiel and I are the same. In that Whereas, way. like me, I'm like I'm just along for the ride. It's like whatever's cool. Like I know, like in the end, regardless of what happens, it's going to be perfect, and and I'm going to be more happy than I could ever experience here and more love. And, and I so get overwhelmed. I, I was like, like, my, my, like I'm my, excited about it. My brain goes so fast that I kind of like, I feel like those robots when they compute so much information that they're smoking, and then <laughs> head spin and then smoke and then bing, well, and, pop out. And it makes sense, that's, right? That's where it, I'm at right It makes now. sense. Cause especially like if you're married and, and we're going to get into this in a sec, but if you're married, like what's the purpose of the marriage, right? I, I we understand that. You and know, that's my thought. Like what's the purpose of anything? Okay. Like, so that's what people so be thinking about. we see some, some correlation of, of, you know, Christ makes comparisons, or Paul. I'm sorry, Paul makes comparisons of Christ and the church and the and the marriage uh, of those two. You know, like the like the husband and the wife. And so we see attributes on this earth of Christ and how Christ views us through things like marriage. Mm-hmm. But is that all marriage is about? Are we going to forget our spouse? Well, I love this article from Focus on the Family, and I know some people are like, "Oh, Focus on the Family," but like, I love Focus on the Family. But uh, they had this this little article, and and I just want to read this excerpt from it. Um, it says uh, it's about uh, marriage in the afterlife. It says uh, Jesus did say that the that life in the world to come won't include marriage as we know it here on Earth. When questioned by the Sadducees about this, he said, "For in the resurrection, neither they neither marry." 
nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels in heaven. This comes from mm-hmm. Matthew 22. Yep. So, however, Jesus didn't say that all earthly relationships would be nullified in heaven. Those of us who accept God's merciful offer to of unmerited deliverance and salvation will definitely be together with our loved ones in the next life. We just don't know exactly what form of togetherness right. will take. And, right? and, and to pause this, Matthew 22, it was in reference to the the... the, the the Pharisees and scribes. Like, okay, so let's say when seven, someone seven brothers, well, it's like yeah. it's like uh, you know you know homie and this one girl are married right. and then he dies and then according to his brother Levit- Levitical law the brother takes the wife and then that happens times seven. seven right. So who's really married to this lady right. when when everybody is dead? Yeah, and that's where Christ and said, well, well, "Who's going to be married to her?" Christ said, "There is no marriage." So he's like, "Don't worry about it." The only marriage <laughs> that's going to happen is the the bride and the bridegroom. <laughs> you know, and that's I that, think that's that Jesus a- being like, "Don't worry about it, bro." Yeah. Just don't worry about it. So wrong question. Yeah. So I I mean, but we can see human relationships will be different in heaven, right? They say human relationships will be different in heaven. So we don't know what it's going to look like. We know as Christians, right? This is what they're saying in this first paragraph. As Christians, we're going to be together, right? With our loved ones. Why? If they're saved, right? Because Christians are going to be together. We're going to all be in the same place. We're part of the family of God. So we're going to be together. We just don't know what that togetherness looks like. They say, go on to say human relationships will uh, be different in heaven. Uh, but they can't be less than what they are, uh, have been on earth. Instead, there'll be something more, something better, something far more fulfilling and satisfying than we can imagine. That's part of the glory of the resurrected life. And the apostle John hints at the glory when he says, Beloved, we are God's children now, and what will we be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. That comes from First John 3, 2. So will, will we recognize each other? Yes, I believe so. Will we recognize that we had a marriage? I would think so. I would think so, right? Because it, it, if our, our marriages should glorify God. So that's one of those, as uh, Piper said earlier, that's one of those things that, you know, kind of, uplift him and glorify him. Um, so why does all this matter? Right. And this is where I'm going to kind of land the plane. Oh, 40 minutes. Look at that. See, I'm well, we ain't done yet. We just got a lot more to go. So, uh, this is kind of where I want to land the plane. Why does any of this matter? You know, these are, we've had a couple fun theological conversations between this one and a couple weeks ago, we had mm-hmm. the one Jesus sending in hell. Uh, why, but why does it matter? And, and to me, it's, it's exactly what I was just saying a little bit ago that, Though we may not know the, the 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 journey along the way, we do know the final destination. We may not know where Chick Fil A final destination. We don't know where Chick Fil A's at along the way, but we know that Chick Fil A's going to be there. Is Chick Fil A going to provide <laughs> the food at the marriage supper of the Lamb? Well, yeah, because is there going to be a Chick Fil A? You know, you know, God is Baptist, so you know, <laughs> we but we like to is, eat. Is there going to be a Chick Fil A? Well, yeah. like, I want a Chick Fil A buffet. But they're Christians, ain't they? We know mixed with Chipotle. Hey, let me let me ask you this. If all Christians going to be there and Chick-fil-A is Christian, well, you know they're going to be there and Chick-fil-A. It going down. <laughs> I, that's sorry. I shouldn't, it going I shouldn't down. jump like that, but it's funny. But so we, we don't know the journey. We don't. We, we know some of the journey. We've been given hints at the journey, uh, but we know the final destination, and the final destination is eternal life with Jesus Christ in the new heaven and the new earth. And this is Second Peter 3, 10 through 14 says, but the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And on that day, the heavens will pass away with a loud noise. The elements will burn and be dissolved and the earth and the works on it will be disclosed. Now you're probably saying right now, Fuller, that sounds kind of scary. Like this ain't no good. Like, well, that sounds like something. I don't want to shoot moments. Yes. But to me, 
again, you're seeing a snippet of, yeah, this is going to happen. Uh, but what, what's it leading to? It says, uh, verse 11, since all these things are to be dissolved in this way, it is clear what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godly. Uh, I'm sorry. It is clear that what sort of people you should be in holy conduct and godliness. Basically, you know what's coming, so straighten up. Yeah. So as you wait for the day of the Lord of God and hasten its coming, because of that day, the heavens will be dissolved with fire and the elements will melt with heat. But based on his promise, and here's verse 13, really focus in. But based on his promise, we wait for the new heavens and new earth where righteousness dwells. This is the destination. Therefore, dear friends, while you wait for these things, make every effort to be found without spot or blemish in the sight of peace. So what do we have to do right now? The whole point of this whole discussion is, hey, look, there's a new heaven and new earth, and it's coming, and that's the promise. Right now, we need to be right and make sure we are. And I think it shows that our lives, what we do on this earth actually matters. They do matter. And I think that like, it's not, it's, it's like a, I don't remember what heresy it was with the fact of like the body and the soul. The only thing that matters is the soul. So you can do whatever the heck you want with the body. Oh, you're thinking, um, of, it, well, isn't that part of Gnosticism part, but that, there's a very there's specific like, yeah. thing that I, I don't know what it was, but basically the fact of like, you know, the, you know, you've been bought the price. So therefore right. glorify God with your body. Right. Yeah, exactly. But, but I get stuck in, in like, I actually feel the weight of like, I would love to, this is going to sound really morbid. So just hear me out. I would love to die and go be like, so what happened in over here? Okay. I'm going to go back now. And then I'm ready. Like that, like, like, cause I'm like, what's really going to happen? Are you going to close your eyes and you're going to just wake up and know what's going on? Like, well, like again, that, this is what people don't know. But like we talked about a couple of weeks ago is we have to rely on the promises. So even if we don't go through whatever, and are alive during whatever when Christ returns, right? Mm-hmm. To be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. So the minute you're absent from the body, you're going to be present with the Lord. What that looks like, speculation. Yeah, it's, it's just a little paralyzing to me in my head if I think about it too hard. To me, you, you know, know? I, I've heard things of, well, you know, you go to a, to a heaven, a paradise waiting place, Abraham's bosom. Um, I've heard, well, when you die, you then be pulled outside of time. It's like soul sleep. Well, cause, no, well, I've heard you've been pulled outside of time. So when you pass away, you're going to wake up to the judgment seat. Like immediately, it's going to seem like you're at the judgment seat of Christ mm-hmm. and, and you're going to be going through that. I mean, there's all sorts of things that I've heard. And to me, it's all speculation. We don't know. All we know is to be absent from the body, is to be present with the Lord. And that's the promise we have to hold on to as Christians that though it may seem scary to our puny minds now, we take solace in the promise that God is not a man that he should lie. God says we're going to be with him. God says he's going to make all things new. God said that he is going to wipe away every tear. There's going to be no more mourning, sorrow, or death in the place that he's prepared for us. It's going to be a paradise, and we will be with him forever and ever and ever. Therefore, dear friends, while you wait for these things, make every effort be found without spot or blemish in his sight. At peace. The very end, at peace. Be at peace. Time for... I see the riddled look on your face. You're like, I am so beat up right now. Man, I've been playing Benson Gymnastics this whole episode. That's why I've been quite been thinking a lot. But I'm also thinking, holy crap, wow, did we just have a record on the podcast of a not special like holiday edition where we're under fifty minutes? I know, it's crazy. But I know what you're gonna do when you get home. You're gonna be whipping out that commentary to Isaiah. No, I'm going to bed. (laughs) I'm going to bed. I, you know, uh, 
it, yeah, it, Isaiah is a crazy book, and I love the theories, but uh, again, it comes down to we just don't know. Anyways, let's wrap this show up, baby. What's the fun fact you got for us today, Fuller? So the fun fact today is the I use this this program a lot, so I figured it'd be a fun fact. The original name for the search engine Google was Backrump. What? The original name for the search engine. I muted myself. What? The original name for the search engine Google was Backrub. I did not know that. It was renamed Google after the Google, which is the number one followed by a hundred zeros. But it was originally called Backrub. Hey, let me go Backrub that real quick. That sounds dirty. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah, I'm going to go look up the scripture on Backrub. Well, no, no, no. It's like, cause it's like just Google it. Just Backrub it. Just do yeah. Back what? Just Backrub it, man. That sounds really inappropriate. Where? What? Hey, how do I fix this car? I don't know. Backrub it. Backrub it. <laughs> but, like, okay, I, I, I got questions, okay? Whenever you see of, like, inventors for, the, like, why you named it, what you named it, nobody's like, oh, this is cool. Like, the... The idea of what the the how the like what the word Google stands for that makes sense. Why yeah, sure. Why Google's Google? Yeah, yeah. Why ask why, Jeeves uh, makes sense. Yahoo search makes sense. Backrub. Backrub. I don't know what that what, what, means. Where were you guys? Were you guys tripping on acid or what? I mean, it was made by a bunch of college students back in like what the eighties or whatever. That's so true. And 90s hey, wouldn't it be funny it was, if we call know. it back rub and everybody's got to search the back rub? That's just weird, man. I mean, I guess you know, like the back of your hand. I don't. I don't, I don't get it. I don't know. I don't understand. But I am so glad we call it the Google now, which I'm really curious to see what these, uh, like the chat GBT does. Have you been keeping up with chat, chat GBT? I, have, I yeah. use it for work once in a while. Um, it's the AI intelligence where you can just, okay, case in point, like I'm trying to find a certain exact piece of code I need for like for this part of a website build. I could Google it and read through all these blogs and figure out, or I can just type in a chat GDT. How do I do the code to do this, this, and this, and this? And it goes, and it plops out the code for me. That's cool. So much faster. So we're curious to see what's going to happen with Google over the next couple of years in my industry. But I don't know. But you know what I do know? What's I do that? know the fact that Jesus is coming again, and we're going to live a new heaven, new earth, and it's all going to be good. And we love you guys. That's that's what I know, man. I agree. So if you've been hanging out with us here for a long time on the show, we know that we have so many ways to connect with each other, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, text, the website. There's so YouTube as well. You can subscribe and hit oh. that bell notification Ding. so that we always know when we go in going live just releasing new content Whatever. who knows man but we would love to continue the conversation with you guys off air and the best place to do that right now is the facebook community so make sure you check it out ask some questions interact on in those conversations and yeah just have a good time with it that's right and uh yeah just check us out realtalkchristianpodcast.com or email us realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com but uh yeah i got nothing else man what do you got nothing i got nothing we got 10 seconds to forward the song again so All we right. probably should let them go All so right. hey Sounds guys good. until next time take it easy <laughs>